Here comes chapter six, where tonsil terrors show up to ruin their road trip. We're a quarter of the way through the book, so before you listen to this one, you might want to make sure you're up to speed on the other episodes. You can listen to all of them at illadvisedstories.com. If you've been with us so far, here's a brief summary. Sparky and Spaz are their explorers looking for a new home for the human race. They've crashed on an alien planet, and they need to get Spazoid's rockets back if they're going to go home. Spazoid is a robot, by the way. They can turn into a spaceship, a car, or even a submarine. Wait, that comes later in the book. They've been saddled with a talking goat, and now they're driving towards a giant alien machine. Chapter 6, Road Trip. Spazoid moved fast over rough terrain. Once there had been roads on this world... But they didn't last long after the dawn of the tonsil terrors. Now there were barely trails, but that didn't stop Spaz from roaring across them, tearing up plants and dirt. It wasn't by choice. Sparky was driving now. He'd set his seat low, refusing to give up the wheel as his foot mashed down on the accelerator. Spaz was happy to get to cover, but he felt his friend was being a bit reckless with him. The goat, who cowered in the corner, refusing to look up, agreed. So how is it you're talking? Sparky asked, twisting the wheel to avoid the rotted husk of an old tree. The goat whimpered. I didn't say anything. I was praying we don't die. The poor animal had been muttering petitions to his creator, but there was no way Sparky could have heard them over the sound of tires tearing through the undergrowth. I don't mean now. I mean period. How is it you're capable of talking at all? Same way you are, I guess. The goat hadn't ever thought about it before. Yeah, but I'm a kid. I'm supposed to talk? Sparky said. Well, I was a kid once, too, the goat pointed out. It's true, baby goats are called kids. However, it's rare that they are aware of this fact, and rarer still that they could state it with a sound of nostalgia in their voice. No, I mean... Sparky started. Then the ground fell out from under them. Spaz flew into the air off the edge of a small cliff and landed, crushing more plants. Hey, I'm not in flight mode, Spazoid yelled through the speaker. Sparky was too busy laughing to care. We're still heading for your thrusters, aren't we? Yeah, Spazoid agreed. Then you'll be in flight mode soon enough. Weren't you the one in a hurry to get off this planet? In one piece, Spazoid shouted. You may be asking why he didn't just take back control from Sparky. Even though Spazoid was a machine, he had free will, so he could have slowed down. But there was a command structure on their missions. It was loose, but Sparky was sort of in charge. And while Spaz had his free will, Sparky had a strong will and that would often override any willfulness from his friend. Hence, Sparky got to keep driving because Spazoid just wasn't willing to listen to him complain. He still tried reason, though. Look, that bird thing isn't circling anymore. We can slow down. Sparky ignored him, turning back to the goat. All right, so how did you end up here, then? I held onto your friend's fancy sheet for too long, the goat answered. Sparky shook his head. No, I mean on this planet. Same as you, I guess. The goat had his head buried under the back of Sparky's seat. You came here on a spaceship? Sparky asked. Is that how you got here? The goat responded in surprise. You saw us crash! Sparky yelled back. No, I saw you climb up my mountain, just like me. See, that's all I remember about getting here, or I should say getting there, to my cave. That is, I climbed up, found a cave, and made it mine. Sparky shook his head. This conversation is getting frustrating. Oh, I'm aware of that, the goat responded. Look, I used to live on one mountain. Then I heard someone talking, though it didn't make any sense. I saw a light, got a little closer. Suddenly, I was on a different moon, one that floats. There wasn't much else to it. There weren't any other goats there, which was a bit lonely, but I got used to it with time. 
Occasionally, birds showed up, but they were hungry and unpleasant, so we weren't going to be friends. Understandable, Spazoid interrupted. Well, it shouldn't surprise you, then, that when you two showed up, I didn't let you stick around long enough to try and eat me. We weren't going to eat you, Sparky said. How did I know that? The goat asked. He's got a point, Spazoid cut in. You wouldn't be so understanding if it had been you he knocked off the mountain. Sparky was thinking about the flash of light the goat mentioned. What could that be? He didn't bother asking the animal if he was from Earth. He doubted the goat would have an answer that was any clearer than what he'd already said. He stared at the alien machine, pulsing with energy. It looked terrifying, filling him with awe at its strangeness. If he wanted answers, he had a feeling he'd find them in there. This was the kind of thing that Sparky lived for. You're not going there, are you? The goat asked, popping his head up front, causing the young explorer to jump and twist the wheels a little, veering off into the higher plants. Hey, hey, eyes on the road, Spaz yelled, even though there wasn't a road to keep an eye on. He felt thick vines pulling up into his undercarriage, wrapping around his drive shaft. He was tough and durable, but so were the plants. Sparky's foot was still down on the accelerator, but they weren't moving as the vines twisted around Spazoid's axles. Would you knock it off? Spaz demanded. Sparky revved the engine, trying to pull loose. What? I'm trying to get us out! Sparky touched the accelerator one more time, but it just whined. Spaz pulled his wheels in. His legs came out, along with his arms. Then he got to his feet. The goat looked around the cockpit. This is weird, he said as they were suddenly higher. You're not scared of heights, are you? Sparky asked. I live on a floating mountain, the goat sneered. Right. Sparky moved forward, trying to keep the goat from seeing his face turn red. Can you clear the wheels? He asked Spaz. Spazoid leaned over, tearing away at the vines wrapped around his legs and waist. Yeah, but these things are tough. Even the stinking plants on this stupid world are evil. Can we get back to where you were heading? You weren't seriously going towards that thing, were you? The goat motioned with his head towards the machine. Of course. Where else would we find cover? Spaz asked. I'm partial to caves, the goat responded. Look, goat, we're explorers. This is what we do, Sparky explained. And my thrusters are there. We have to get them back to return to our ship, Spaz pointed out. Or if you want us to get you back to your mountain, Sparky added. You do that for me? Sure, Sparky said. The goat seemed to smile, but then he shook his head. I appreciate that you're willing to get me home, but I don't think you understand the situation. It's not safe. You've got nothing to worry about. We took care of those slugs, didn't we? And that bird thing is gone. What else could this world throw at us? Sparky asked. Those! The goat motioned with his head. In front of the alien machine was a broad plain covered with the same ugly plants they'd been driving through. A garden of black and snarly bushes with only a few trails cut through it. There was a constant wind on this world. But these plants didn't move because of any breeze. They were too stubborn. But something was moving them, something inside the plants that seemed to be everywhere. What's down there, more slugs? Sparky asked. No, something worse. Goats, if you weren't aware, had exceptional vision. Even from his cave on top of the floating rock, he'd seen this machine and the fields in front of it. He'd seen what happened to the birds that landed there, and it was enough to make him shiver. The movement in the field seemed to be turning, where before it had been all over. Now, like a wave, it pivoted in a single direction towards them. Um, Spazoid, are your wheels cleared yet? Sparky asked. I'm getting there! Spaz had been looking down, focused on cutting the vines. You might want to hurry! What? Why? He asked, turning his sensors towards the field. What are those? I don't know, but they're terrifying, 
The goat whined. Well, there's a surprise. I can pick up their motion, but they have an electric charge around them that makes it hard to get a clear image. I don't think we have to see them to know that they're ugly. Sparky looked at the controls, finding the fire command for the rockets and thunder cannon. He targeted the trail and everything around it. Get ready to get moving, he ordered. What are you doing? The goat asked as Spaz dropped down onto his wheels, revving the motor again. Sparky smiled. We've got to get in that machine to get our rockets. I'm going to make a road. I love building things, almost as much as I love blowing them up. He slammed his hand down on the fire button, unleashing a barrage fit for the 4th of July. Spaz jumped forward, going so fast he nearly caught up with the explosions. Before they rained down, Sparky laughed as clods of dirt and broken plants flew into the air. He didn't hear the praying or bleeding coming from under his seat. So I think in this chapter, we've learned that it's hard to get information from a goat, even a talking one. While going back and listening so I could put in those cool car sounds, I discovered a mistake. If you're reading along, then you probably found it too. I'll give you a hint. I mixed up two M words. I don't know if The Adventures of Sparky and Spazoid is a lesson kind of book, but if there's one thing I hope you get from these goofballs, it's that it's okay to make mistakes. You're a kid. You're supposed to mess up. The important thing is learning from them. Boy, does that sound like dad talk. All right, how about this instead? Adults make mistakes too all the time and no we don't always learn from them but we've got to keep going anyway trust me if i let my fear of messing up get too big you wouldn't have gotten to listen to any of this story i would have been too frozen anyway the book is out on amazon the webtoons go out every sunday and the music for this podcast was provided by kevin mcleod thanks for listening